All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. I don't know what I feel more. Anger? Yeah. Or just absolute confusion? I felt despair fantasy wise this past yeah, week. Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, I totally get that. Uh, there were a couple of like. Are you of... speaking fantasy or yeah. real life? No, no, no. Fa- well, because one of fantasy the... Premier League. There's about eight teams represented at this one table. I have one. <laughs> you have one. Brian has about six. Right. So out of those eight teams, one of those teams had an historical bad weekend. And it wasn't my team. For once. And it wasn't Brian's six teams. No, they all did pretty good this week. So, Scott Weeby, I get it. If you're feeling weird and, uh, you know, but so, because your fantasy team had a little bit of a resurrection. Uh, it was so pretty it was good looking, compared to most. It was looking terrible. Let me, just, let me just jump right into this, and then we'll start our real show. All right. Uh, my fantasy week was looking dire, just like my Liverpool squad in real life oh. ended up looking dire. Uh, but... It was a good week to Captain Sala, regardless. Sure, great. Captain Sala plus he was the Liverpool player. He was mm-hmm. plus benefiting from. I, I brought Saint Maximan back into my squad on my wild card. I saw he was going to be back from the, his injury. That's a gutsy move. I got to give you credit there. I probably would not have gone back to him. The money was perfect. He was the best player at that price point. I didn't want to go to anyone cheaper, so I brought him in and put him in the first spot on my bench. He scores 12 fantasy points, and then I sweat out Sunday, and I end up getting someone in my squad who didn't play. We'll talk about him later on in this All episode, right. too. Yeah. And those 12 points came in. It definitely resurrected what looked like it was going to be just a completely dire weekend all around. Right. But no, it has everything to do with FPL. We're going to talk about why I'm angry, why I'm confused. Brian, thankfully, has hinted that he is angry about the same thing I'm angry about. Oh, my about. gosh. So keep listening to this episode to find out exactly what that is. Something tells me it won't take long before we uh, just can't hold mm. it in anymore. But we're going to do all the things that you know and love about this episode. But honestly, here's the, here's the question that we're probably going to ask about eight times, as Dave alluded to. What do we make of this? That is the question I feel like you could ask about everything that happened in Game Week 4. What do we make of this? There were so many surprises, and so we're going to talk about all of that and get you ready just in time for the first international break of the season. The first international break is coming this coming weekend, so we've got two weeks to decide what we're going to do before game week five as we record this. It is Monday night. The transfer window has also just closed, so we're going to talk about that 
as well. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah. Gunnersaurus. <laughs> that's right. All right, so that's I think that sets up. There's going to be some of the segments that we usually do as well. It's all going to be in here. I have no idea what to expect, except I can just tell. You can feel something. I'm, my volume is going to rise oh, boy. on this episode. Brian, get us going. Whatever was last weekend that no one saw coming, it was even more no one saw that coming this week. That's the most that I can ever imagine uh, Big would have ever happened. Let's get on to these matches. I mean, I guess we'll have to start with Aston Villa. Yeah, Villa you should seven. You should probably start there. Read, the, say this slow, in case someone didn't watch games this past weekend. Villa seven, Liverpool two. Shut up, Dave. All right, two <laughs> villains make the dream team. Jack Grealish, the top scorer in the entire week with twenty four, and Ollie Watkins, second highest with nineteen. Hey, Brian. Yeah. If you're gonna make your Premier League debut. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be facing the, the champs who have lost three league games in the last, I don't know, almost 80 matches or more. It's not, there's not many to I mean, go back to. Do you expect to have any success? No, not at all. I don't think, I mean, was I mean, it, Watkins you, rolls out with a hat trick. First of all, were you expecting? On his debut. Were, were you, was well, it, to be clear, this was his third appearance. These were the first goals he scored in the league. Okay. And he's been, and he has been uh, excellent right. since he stepped onto the pitch. Bright and attacking and the kind of thing. The issue with Aston Villa, so much that we've seen until he got there, especially at the end of last season, was where are the goal's going to come from. They didn't have a dedicated striker. Wesley was the closest that they had, and he was so just such a... a, a a control forward, just a hold up forward in the in the Joe Ellington and Harry Kane mold. Uh, no, but Wesley. No, when Wesley's out, I mean, they just didn't have anyone to replace that. Uh, you know, I, I talked about it this week. You know, I love the the midfielders. You got to see, you know, what they were capable McGinn, of McGinn last week. Back. McGinn, Horahan, and and Grealish showed you just so much last week. Ollie Watkins was kind of unlucky last week not to get anything. We might have been talking about him a week earlier, but. No, I mean, this was just absurd. Again, Scott, thank you for correcting me. I was being uh, irrational when I said debut. What I meant was scoring your first Premier League sure. goals. Yep. Right? He'll never who, forget who them. Who would have thought that they would come against this team and that defense? So, look, I, I joked about this. <laughs> the longer it goes on, obviously they've been doing more things. Ross Barkley, they signed and he started he looked good, right? He, and he played very good. Uh, yeah. Emiliano Martinez, I've been saying, has been it will go unsung. But what that goalkeeper does when when your defense looks behind you and that guy is standing behind you, you, you have this air of not invincibility, but like, hey, uh, he's got my back. He had a back couple there. nice saves again, and yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like, that attitude has a way of rippling through a team and. Look, I'm not trying to get too crazy. I'm not saying Villa's going to win the league, but they're not deep, right? As long as they can stay healthy, can they be a formidable opponent against anyone they come up against? Yeah, they are going to be that. Yeah, but before any – so here's the deal. I, I have already made my free transfer. I don't care about the international break. There's a curse on my squad, <laughs> and that curse's name is Allison. <laughs> so yeah. last year I started the season with Allison as my goalkeeper. Guess who gets hurt in game week one? Allison. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Wow. I wild carded going into game week four, and I decided that I was going to bring Brewster in up front, Sheffield United's new signing, mm-hmm. Ryan Brewster. Yeah. That money enabled me to invest in other places in my squad. And one of those places where I've gotten no points so far all season was a goalkeeper. Yeah. So I put Allison up back there. Mm. That's pricey. Brian. Yes. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> After we just talked about Emiliano Martinez and what a difference maker it is yes. to have a goalkeeper you can trust behind you. Go ahead, Scott. What are you about to Allison say? has a an injury in training uh-huh. that we knew nothing about till hours yeah. before kickoff. Yeah. So Allison gives me nothing. Again, second year in a row. The week I bring Allison in, he's hurt. Yeah. Now, last week... There My w- free transfer is yeah. already Emiliano Martinez for Allison yeah. going into game week five. I don't even care who Villa's opponents are anymore. You, you do what you did against it's, Liverpool, it doesn't even matter. It's exactly who was it, Brian, what last year. Was it, was it Matt Ryan with the Trash Birds? Who was it that they weren't on a good team? Ben Foster, maybe. But even if they got some saves, yep. th- they were still... Like yeah. scoring points, like if they got scored on, they're still making I don't know six saves a game right. or something. Well, no, and- that's what we. I mean, I feel like we we did talk about this in the preseason. That's the reason why I, you know, I I didn't understand. I mean, w- one of my the things that I feel like was so it wasn't obvious. I it seemed you know because you could make the case either way, but was the the ownership of Nick Pope going into the season, for example, someone who's five and a half, and you just say, well, what what optimism do you have? You already know he wasn't going to play week one. And then you look at their opening matches and you're like, well, it's not great to start the season. And so I just thought like, why is everyone throwing so much money at someone like that? If you're going to spend that much, why not just go for the guys that are the the expensive guys at that point, you're 0.5 away from Ederson or Allison. Like why not just start? Like, like that to me seemed like such a, a, a little bit more of a sensible move, whatever that's neither here nor there. The, no, this the, Allison last week. There was a sense that he had uh, he did have a, a slight knock, but he ended up playing. So it obviously wasn't serious enough to keep him out. And then this week, it was yeah, it was exceptionally late in the week that you had any indication that there was a that there was some trouble. And then to find you know, I feel like uh, you know the the nightmare lives on of uh, Adrian and goal for for Liverpool. Just cut and paste. Everyone should just have a, a ready to go. Uh, blank pounces on Adrian's mistake and. Because uh, that, that, that is like the, seems like the greatest guarantee. You know, uh, everyone was bad seemingly here in different ways. But the really bad news for, for Liverpool on this is, uh, you know, as reported by NBC Sports and others, Jurgen Klopp has said Allison will certainly miss the upcoming Merseyside Derby against Everton. No chance of playing there. Four weeks is possible. Six weeks more likely, yeah. says Jurgen Klopp. Which is why that I had to do that with my free transfer, because I don't have right. a backup keeper that I actually plan to play. Sure. Yeah. So the question then becomes, what do we make of this? First Liverpool, Dave, what do we make of this? Can you I blame have- it on Mane. Answer if well, Mane and no, you can't blame. Would have been playing. That this would not have happened. No. Answer the question uh, first. No. Answer the question first. Are you rethinking your all Liverpool defense? No, I strategy? cannot. No, okay. I, okay. No, I'm not rethinking it. Having Adrian back there is not great, but whatever. I, like I've committed to three Liverpool defenders. They got me a total of minus five points. I think this past <laughs> Four week. Four or five. Yeah. yeah. 
you can't even make that up. So it, it just, I mean, this literally was giving me shades of, and no one listened to this podcast four years ago, but I had, I captained Giroux and he got a red card in the end of a season that ruined me. Mm-hmm. It literally ruined a fantasy week. Uh, I got me like negative four points or something crazy like that. Anyways, whatever. No one gives three craps about that. No. Moving on, I think this game, if I'm Klopp, I literally, I walk in the locker room, I look at everyone, and I just say, go on break and never talk about this again. We're going to pretend like this never happened. I'm not kidding. I literally was thinking about, if I was Klopp, what do I go into the locker room and say? I just say, forget this game ever happened. And then if it ever happens again, now we got to talk about some Mm -hmm. things. But literally, just go on break. Just everyone leave. Well, you have to wonder. These are Because it's so bizarre. It is so one off of anything that right. this team has ever done period it's true losing 7 to 2 is one off them conceding weird chances for a long time now i mean well, this is this is way more like the liverpool defense from the restart cuz we they have it's been like this now that, for weeks that is a interesting point but I just, I mean, and now it's, they had three deflected goals go in. I mean, it, it was Tim. That was Tim Howard's take as well, which was probably not a lot to take away from this. Go get right over the break. Yeah, be, that's exactly. Don't I'm be so you. concerned. Let's get. Let's pick it back up when we. I'm not selling my defenders. Weeks. These I'm are not. human beings as well, and you have to remember, COVID is in the locker room. COVID's in the locker room, and they're about to see half the squad go out. A lot of those guys playing are going out on international break. You can't tell me that wasn't on their mind at least a little bit. And if that's know. on your mind a little bit, that's weighing you down. There's uh, no way it's not. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I think um, I think these are professional athletes who are are healthy, and the statistics of anything happening to them I'm is, not. Is I'm not saying not. that it's rational. I'm saying it's emotional. I'm saying Sadio Mane, your teammate, a guy that you probably trained with just a few days prior – is now positive and in isolation, it's got a weigh on you. You're about to travel. Some of these guys are traveling halfway around the world. And the, what happened just before the season began? People went out on international break, and they came back with COVID-19. It happened a month ago. I'm actually shocked. I don't care what's up for grabs in this okay, so international break. I'm shocked they're having it right now, and it actually makes me a little bit angry because it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect my Game Week 5 squad. I guarantee you it's going to affect <laughs> okay. my squad. I got you. It makes me angry that they're doing this right now makes no sense. Honestly, I, I kind of agree with you, shockingly, because I am Mr. Let's just get back to business. But on some level, you do have to just commit to getting back to business and realize it is what it is. And if someone gets it, then they got to quarantine for two weeks. And or at some point, maybe that stops. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because it's not... Look, we know so much more now than we did way, way back then. And I'm not trying to bring stuff into it, but statistics are pretty solid in the fact that that things aren't as bad as long as you're not elderly and in certain categories. Everything's going to be okay, typically, sure. you know, in air quotes there, yeah. right? Uh, but I'm just saying, so, look, right, but right now it's still serious. Worst case, you got to quarantine two weeks. Those are the rules for everyone. And, you know, and I hope it can happen to my team, too, just the same. You're right. It probably will mess up our fancy team. Maybe the FPL people should give us all. I mean, honestly, after two transfers. I mean, after the after week, if if I 
I feel like I got so bailed out here multiple times by not wild carding. Everyone's wild card team seems to have, that seems to be the kryptonite to start the season so far. If I had wild carded in week two and maybe even last week, I might have ended up with with Mane on the team, and possibly without without Salah. And I just keep saying I'm not going. You know, I, I end up not doing. This. I wild carded for one reason. Mm-hmm. One reason to get Allison. I to get the Browner had a player who was injured. Yeah, and who was going to be out weeks. Yep, oh, as we said on this podcast last week. Right. And I had other moves I wanted to make, partly for money, partly to make my squad better. But that key piece to my squad, who was going to be out, mm-hmm. was that son of a motherfucking asshole named Son. Yeah. Oh. And what happened? Oh, tell, oh, tell me about it. Hey, he what, not only what, is what back, that, he that, scores a brace. Yeah. Hey, you can't hold that guy down. We're not on to that match yet. We will get to that. I can't hold it in any longer. Okay. I've been sitting no, but, here quietly this whole time. No, but the, I understand what you're saying. I mean, that, that, is, the, that, that is the issue. I mean, you, yes. I played my wild card because of that injury. Right. Well, even, I mean, and even, the lack of an injury protocol in the Premier League forced my hand into that move. Yeah. And what happened? It was the wrong move because that guy wasn't even out for a week. I mean, yeah, not having Allison obviously impacts you as a goalkeeper, but it's way worse. That that was. Uh, are we gonna Are we gonna transition out hold of on, Liverpool? Is there anything? I, I, I don't think there's anything else uh, to talk about Liverpool. I, 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 no, I, I, I think there, Villa. We need to. Need no, to there is. Me. There is. I think a couple things. Just first of all, that that if if you're if you have the defenders, there's no way. I mean, you know, they're gonna be they're gonna suffer sales here. I think that it's gonna it's inevitably going to make. It's gonna make people skittish. Sure, don't you think? It, it makes me yes. Uh, I don't. They're know. playing ever. It, they so come bizarre. back after this I, I to have I, to play Everton. at Everton. I don't love that. Right. I don't I, love I mean, that. How can you feel good about that coming in, uh, coming off the break? And Especially if, because, well, I, the only thing that gives me a little hope is that the 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 Merseyside derbies that at least in my recent memory tend to be low scoring. Yes. So one one zero zero. So that, in the back of my mind... That is, was the Ronald Koeman, uh, uh, who was the manager for I know. Everton last season. Fair enough. For, nope. uh, Very good points. This is a way different look Everton team. Right. And and Carlos got him flying high and feeling good. I mean, it's so bizarre, <laughs> the uh, two teams to be in such... These two teams to be in such opposite arrow directions, mm-hmm. at least momentarily. We're not speaking... At, in in the macro sense or in the micro sense, it's been a long time since since the two kind of micro arrows are going opposite directions, up for the blue, kind of down for the red. But I'm just saying, Darby's I, I, doesn't matter who's managing for whatever reason. In my opinion, it's I feel like it's going to be low scoring. I think Liverpool is going to come out and want to. If the Liverpool that showed up against Arsenal shows up against Everton, good luck, Everton. Well, and I'll say this. I'm probably not going to captain a player from either team, but I'm going to keep playing Salah, and I'm going to play DCL. But neither one will have the captaincy, though. Not for Game Week 5. Not for that match. Right. The, the, one, the one thing that I know was brought up uh, that Carlo himself had talked about was the, the possibility of Hamas Rodriguez being away on international duty if he's not ready, 
that's gonna when stay. he comes back that he w- he just said he'll be on the bench. Yeah. Kind of kind of laughed about it, but at the same time, it's like I can't imagine he I can't imagine he would be for such a huge match. You just yeah. hope no. that that you know he's if he yeah. is leaving that he's leaving with in bubble you know in bubble wrap. But but you're not you're but what I'm saying is like you're not enthused about Robertson Alexander Arnold. Definitely not Virgil. I don't think. I I had too many. Of, I have five players on my team are going to be in that Merseyside Derby. So at some right. level, I think I a lot. Of, to, I think a lot of people will have. I just have to be have like whatever Green happens. And well, I was going to say, well, most, for a while. I would say most, happens, happens. most people by the end of the international break are going to have four. Most everyone Rush. is going to have Alexander Arnold, Salah, Hamas Rodriguez right. is going to be a high ownership, and Calvert Lewin. Anything left with Liverpool? Nothing really else except two things. First of all, uh, <laughs> good sure. As soon as the Mane news happened, I wanted I switched my captain to Salah. Okay. Yes. The second that that uh, yes. the second that Mane was ruled hey, out. Hey, wasn't it nice that we at least got the Mane news while we could do something with our squads? Yes. Now that was a huge a huge benefit. Um, I still need an injury protocol. I am I am kind of curious to know what would have happened if Richarlison had stayed healthy and gotten to play a full 90 or something, or close to his normal minutes against Brighton. That was who I was going to captain okay. going into the week, but as soon as the injury happened, right. and then Mane was ruled out. Uh, the thing I was going to say I really like about Salah this season is he's particularly creative. He had created the most chances of anyone for Liverpool in this match. Uh, he's second on the season in key passes to only KDB. So I, it, for a selfish guy to be this unselfish through <laughs> through this part of the season is really good. Uh, the other thing was Andy Robertson eight touches in the Aston Villa box. Yeah, Mo, he was active again. Mo Salah had seven. Yep. And this is and he uh, he's out crossing Trent Alexander Arnold again, eleven to five. I mean, I I keep talking myself more and more into Andy Robertson every week because he's just. It feels it feels quite dominant for him so far. It's true. It's um, true. As a TAA owner, I'm not coming off of him. I feel like I'm committed to him. But you're right. Andy Robertson keeps looking very clearly like the best option. Aston Villa, I already told you I went to Emiliano Martinez as my goalkeeper. I'm going nowhere near their offense. I know the numbers look great through game week four. Aston Villa is going to hit that eight-match skid very soon. All right. You might be wrong, but maybe if they stay healthy, this kid Watkins—he's young, man. He's got—he's—he's uh, he's not new to the English game, i.e., Pookie, right? Isn't I'm it, not saying isn't it gonna... nice that these guys from the Championship are able to come so up and do well Watkins, in the Premier League? I Watkins, love that. Uh, now, and I'm your, talking about your Watkins. Championship to Premiership goals equivalency. You know, if that's the case, Watkins already probably halfway there. I mean. But Let's sure. be fair to him. He's a young chap who's who's come up. He's got his chance. He scored in a cup match earlier in the week, if I remember correctly, and then he rolls into this game yep. and has, has a hat trick. Now, look, all I'm saying is I'm bringing it up to say this. He's got – Grealish has some creativity help now with Barkley. Okay? Mm-hmm. Jo- it's John McGinn. Mm-hmm. John McGinn is now back to – Early last season, McGinn, very possibly. Pre-injury. He was fantasy-relevant yeah. before he got injured. Yeah. So I'm just saying it's not too crazy to think that you might get some value with one of these Villa guys. Of course no one's going to expect them to just roll out there and roll up on Leicester. Okay? Although, 
Lester didn't look that well this past week, did they? Well, no. We will get to them. Yeah. Anyways, I'm just saying, look, Watkins. Watkins and Bamford are in the same uh, level. Ollie Watkins is the same price as Alexander Mitrovic right now, I know, because I own Alexander okay. Mitrovic, who and, just dropped a tenth. And, and Ollie Watkins had dropped going into this that's week. That's right. So, so there's no you, way he stays at that price through the international break. You might gain two tenths on him by the end of the my by the point end of this is, break. Do you feel more comfortable, Brian, owning Mitrovic or owning Ali Watkins? Um, I feel more comfortable if I had to pick right this moment. It would be Watkins, just based on based. I think. I mean, I, I I wrote about it this week. I just love the look of those. I love the look of Aston Villa. I love the attitude they're playing with. They're they're flowing again, and I think it has a lot to do with with the, that this front four and five. If you throw her a hand in there, uh, but. Fulham's signings, I think, are going to help them. And Mitrovic is still the guy. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. That's the, that's the, I guess that's the difference is that it's... Mitrovic will outscore Watkins on the season, period. Now, this is a bet that needs to happen. No, that's, and I've got a bet that he's not going to score that many goals. I mean, I'm on the under for Mitrovic on 12 and a half goals. Ollie Watkins isn't hitting double digits. I don't care that he's already got three. He'll hit the Premier League wall like every young player does when they first enter the league. And I'm telling you, this is the peak. Scott, this is, is the peak. I'm going to use the word I used last year, and I wasn't that wrong last year. I this is the peak. <laughs> this is the peak of Ollie Watkins' season. He might get eight goals, and that's okay. it. Wow, Scott's, now look, Scott's now, now taking the under. Scott's taking the under on double digits. Now, I feel on. like you should take. That. Hold on, I I will take the. <laughs> I will take the Watkins double digit bet. All right. Now, here I will say this. Of course, he's coming. Of course, this is the highlight of his season. This is the highlight of a career to hat trick that Liverpool team. Okay, yeah. so he probably won't get another hat trick the rest of the year. So, so that's I not say anything about a hat that's trick. That's not that outlandish to say this is. This We're is, talking about whether or not, like you, Brian said it himself. Watkins might go up two tenths over the next two weeks. Yeah. People are going to move to him, and I'm saying don't. You're buying Villa high. Villa offense, you're buying high now. You are. Like, none of us could have seen it coming, so I don't know how you could have capitalized on your Villa You're, offensive a- assets, but at the same time, this is... A gonna, lot of people own Grealish. Well, His no, I was going to say, I, you definitely, no one saw 7-2 coming, but... Grealish's like, ownership I, is 13.1. McGinn, Grealish, Hurahan, and Ollie Watkins giving problems to the Liverpool back line? Yeah, I mean, that was... I, I don't think that was that... I don't think that's that crazy. Look... Whether they oh, a Villa win in this match was, I would say, just unheard of. In the yeah. three that games, is just not something that you expect. In, in the three games, John McGinn's played two ten and a ten. Yeah, he's got a couple of tens. No, and the and you're but Davis, you're I think you're exactly right. Three huge deflections. Right. So I I want to I it's you have to acknowledge that, but at the same time, to go back to Ross Barkley for a second, Ross Barkley should have had a brace by the time it was two nil. I mean, honestly, Ross Barkley had great chances that had nothing to do with errors, that had nothing to do with deflections. I mean, it was just it was just Ross Barkley just not capitalizing, which he ended up doing via gigantic deflection. No, he had look only Harry Kane had more shots this week than Ross Barkley did. So, and he took four of his shots in the box. Only Ollie Watkins had more than that. So, I mean, Ross Barkley to slot right in. 
play forward. He was more advanced. Only Grealish was as advanced and in the box as much as he was. McGinn and Trezeguet and uh, all the anyone else was was definitely playing behind all those guys. McGinn is a five five. Potence is a five five. I yeah. like Potence's advancement, but the, I don't know right now. He's screwing me, and so no, I, I want to get out of that business. But I, I'm not going to probably. I don't blame anyone for moving to someone from Aston Villa. I know in this I agree, form Scott. right now. I, 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 it sounds silly, but I'm just telling you. Yeah, I disagree. Okay, I think you're buying high on Villa now. Buy, buy in Villa. Bye, bye, bye. Manchester United won. Spurs six. Mm-hmm. We, what? I mean, the end of the the end of the weekend was just nuts. I've I've already registered my anger about Sun playing. This FPL is Regis- kind of a register joke. it again though, because <laughs> honestly, this is the stupidest. I mean, I I I I can I can uh, not just validate this. Like I I can quantify it even better because I had yellow triangles everywhere. And I had an orange triangle, just like every other, like the 1.5 million managers who had Sun in their squad too. So going into this week, I had already made, I rage transferred Timo Werner nice. last weekend straight to Richarlison because I've said I'm buying the guys that I am arguing for here. Sure. So I put Richarlison straight in. Thankfully, he gets injured in the midweek, <laughs> which was so dumb. But then, you know, that, you know, the aftermath of that was Richarlison, not so bad, should recover for the weekend. He had, when, when they were saying no chance for Allen and uh, somebody else, or uh, John Joe Kenny. Those yeah. guys were both yeah, yeah, ruled yeah. out immediately. So, and then I had Potens. Yeah. So late in the week, I'm looking at Sun with an orange triangle, Richarlison possibly not playing, Potens. I'm like, do I wild card here? Yeah, like I, I probably maybe should have. I mean, at that point, I had three players who were yeah, if who were seventy five percent or less. If the colored triangles had any meaning whatsoever, I hope you're listening at official FPL. Then yeah, you should have. But right. they have zero meaning whatsoever. The the thing. So in the end, I since I already made the transfer, I thought I can either wild card or I can just play a safe move. So I minus I took a minus four to put bring in Harvey Barnes, my other. Lover right now, Harv. Harv, <laughs> my other lover. <laughs> uh, no, I love Harvey Barnes, and so I was like, you know what? Love the matchup. I love the. I love the volume. I'm bringing in a guy I care about a lot. Son, I just can't risk it. I can't risk having no one to come in off the bench. Yeah, it it was like the absolute welcome to hell. Yeah, move. As, not just after Harvey Barnes has a goal ruled out. But then for Sun to do what he did yep. and look like there was nothing. There was nothing wrong with that wrong. guy. Zero I, wrong. I wrote it this week that I thought, this is Mourinho mind games. I think everyone kind of expected that. Because initially it's, oh, this looks bad. Could be out for weeks. But then by when, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Mourinho's saying, you know, I don't want to rule the guy out. He might surprise us. I don't want to say he's not playing, and then he's out there, and then it makes me, like, puts me in a bad spot. So I'm like, okay, it's they're going into the international break. This is their third match in, or fourth match in, in, in a week. or something, yeah. Right, so there's no way they're going to risk him going into the international break. And I was wrong Wrong, yeah. wrong. Like everyone else was wrong. 
like ridiculous. What a ridiculous turnaround. No, these these are these 18 points. These are the worst 18 points that have ever been scored in fantasy. This is this game's a joke. And honestly, for a good chunk of Sunday, and yeah, part of it might have been in, you know, influenced by Liverpool's loss as well. But honestly, I was ready to just quit. I was ready to quit. And that's not I'm not and I've said that before, but this is such a joke of a game. And and you might listen to what Brian just said. And you might say, well, this is Jose Mourinho more than anything else. No, Jose Mourinho did exactly what he should He did do. the right thing. He made it impossible for, for his opposing manager, Solskjaer, to know how to, to plan or strategize against his squad. Will Sun play or not? And probably they planned for Sun not to play. Yeah. And guess what happened? Sun played and torched them. Yeah, why would you? Why would you? This expect? is not Mourinho's fault. He took advantage of a loophole in the rules that doesn't require him to be honest whatsoever about injuries. And we are just as susceptible to that whole thing. And that's why you transferred Son out at a cost of negative four, missing mm-hmm. out on his eighteen points. I used my wild card. Yeah. Because Son was out of my lineup. Yeah. That's so brutal. Yeah. No, it's the and, and FPL. Your game is a joke. If it wasn't for me having as much fun with these two guys I'm sitting across from, I would quit this podcast because I would be quitting this game right now. I am not even kidding. Your game is a joke. Not to rub this even more in anyone's face, but this is the second time this has happened with Sun. I feel like I lucked out the last time Sun was was an, an injury risk that there was a threat of him not playing. And I held, uh, well, no, I mean, he, uh, I, maybe not an injury risk, but he was definitely, a, he was definitely a, a form guy that had dropped off and sold a ton. But it's the second time this, this year where a million people said, that's it, I'm done with him. And so, like, like to, from, that was the other part that drove me so crazy, is, like, I'm prepared. I, when I saw that Potence was training on Friday, I was like, you know what? I'm at least going to give it. I, it's better for me to take what I get from him than to make the swap or to use a wild card on this right now. When Richarlison, when it was like, hey, all he's got to, you know, we're going to check on him on Saturday, but he looks like he should be okay. I was like, no, the matchup is too good. I'm going to hold on to him too. If there was any sense that Thursday or Friday even, that it was, hey, son, train today. You know, at least we have a picture of him doing this. Then I might have said, you know what? If he's out there, and and if there was any sense where it had to be said, like, hey, he did train, that did not happen. Yeah, you get this. And my uh, reverse rage transfer uh, this week was to do what everyone else did: was to bring Sun back in. I had, I mean, I, how can you not? I can't, not without giving away someone oh. I don't want to give away. Okay. So, but and honestly, at this point. Middle fingers to uh, to Sun, not him the person, <laughs> but just Sun, the kit icon on my fantasy squad. Because I I'm not doing it anymore. All right, so let's get to some enough crying over Sun. Harry uh, Kane also made the dream team. All right, again. If you don't own Sun at this point, are you trying to bring him in? Yeah, the I, is yes, right. I mean, yeah, of course. He granted. Out of the four games, he's gotten almost all of his points in two of those. Principles, Dave. But no, that's a uh, 50% every other week. Uh, I'll take Sun scoring 18-plus every other week. Not just – he didn't just look 
good. He looked I mean, he looked, yeah, he looked the way he did in the preseason. He yeah. looked the way he did against Southampton. Yeah. He, you, I mean, he hit the post against Newcastle and then gets subbed off with a hamstring injury. I don't know if you remember. He was an injury risk coming into this game, you guys. I don't know if you – have please we mentioned please that? Please don't. I'm right. just saying, like – I've taught it. I've taught Dave's kids right, now, swear words. Well, I, I want to discuss this because for me, watching the game, this is the thing that I noticed the biggest for Spurs in this, in this matchup. The biggest difference that will not show up fantasy-wise – and one reason why I, if I'm a Spurs fan, I even feel a little bit better going forward is Sissoko was back on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was something that hadn't happened for a while that I can recall. And all of a sudden now, this team looks a lot better. I, I know he, someone's going to scream at me he played 45 minutes in the first match, but he hadn't played the last two. I don't remember him playing in the restart. I feel like he had gotten hurt. Again, I could be way off. Bottom line is when that guy's on the pitch – Spurs look a different team. And he was playing in the I'm going to play in front of the defense role where yeah. I feel like that's where I would play him, but other managers haven't played him there. And I felt like it, it, it makes Spurs, it makes Spurs right. really tough. I'm, <laughs> no. I'm serious. Yeah, no, it does. Like, like one thing Mourinho, you know he's going to do is he's going to get his defensive midfielder, right? Can, no, can we... that and that is – this is it, – it's partially that. Like it definitely helps to have Sissoko, but this is this is a combination of they've they've got Sissoko, they've got Pierre Emile Hoybier has been the perfect signing for them. He is a perfect player for what they needed in their midfield, and then without Lacelso, Lacelso's injured here. Yeah, they have uh, Ndombele. Yeah. Well, no, he's. I mean, yes, real injured, right? right not, exactly. Not, not now this, no, this was he was ruled out. Like, or you know, there was it was said yeah, immediately no. he wasn't going to play. He was struggling right. in uh, you know midweek, but no, they have a midfield that now is like there's a different intensity. I think they, you know, and then uh, you're getting old Kane games. You've got him now three of the four weeks to start the season. I think Kane has assisted every Sun goal this season or something close he, to it. He can't stop. And then, you know, by the time Martial Red happens, I mean, it was and, it was off the rails and it was just yeah. bound it was bound to turn into this. And let's be honest, I mean, that had a huge impact on this match. It, if there were goals in this game, but there's no way you say there were no. six one. Martial goals Red in turned it. around. Right. And by the way, Absolutely. Eric Lamella gets off. He gets off easy here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he instigated the whole incident. We've talked a lot about how you can't be the second you one. You can't be the second guy. But at the same time, we have VAR. Or, we have VAR. And or if you are. Eric Lamella should have gotten gotten more. And or if you are the second guy, you got to do it not in the moment, Scott. Mm-hmm. You got to Abramovich your way. Yep. Martial's red it. was deserved. Lamella deserved something similar. Right. As well. you, uh, if anyone's upset with Martial, he, you can't touch anyone in the face. Period. Can I give you Scott's stat of the day right now? Sure. Yeah, of course. And now it's time for Scott's stat of the day. It's the number five. Mm. The number five. Five. The number of shots the Spurs had scoring six goals. <laughs> <laughs> Probably reasonable, right, Brian? Mm, the way this weird weekend that's was. Amazing. Uh yeah, I Great love guess. I love that idea. Um <laughs> I would say uh five is the number of times that um Paul Pogba hustled in that game. Oh. That you would say no, he actually high. tried. Did that's he play high. in that match? Yeah, he did. That's high. 
Uh, no, five. You're not going to believe this. Okay. Five is the total number of fantasy points for all United defenders combined. Wow. Um, Through four match weeks. I got, I got another, I got another uh, Scott stat of the day, probably. Minus five, Scott. What's minus five? The amount of Liverpool defensive well, points. <laughs> that was one week, sir. One week. Okay. Through I three think, matches, United's uh, okay. defense has five you. points. Easily the most hilarious moment of the match was Harry Maguire yanking Luke Shaw. Pulling Luke Shaw. <laughs> there, there, there is not a worse defensive moment after somehow managing to get kind of pushed around by Eric Lamella. He grabs his own guy and mm-hmm. leaves Ndombele there to just smash a shot home. Yep. Uh, I don't know how you can feel good about anything here. I don't know what any of these signings really do. You know who also Manchester doesn't feel good? Manchester United here. Gareth they... Southgate doesn't feel good right now. I would imagine not. Hey, Dave, I did some quick math. Tell F- me. 51. 51. That's your Liverpool defensive points. Okay, all right. Total. Good. All right. Compared to five for United. All right. uh, stinks for uh, Matt Doherty owners uh, who gets uh, who gets uh, gets a rest here, and Serge Aurier comes in and has an unbelievable uh, match in the end. Um, I don't know that you want to own any of these guys. I think if you really wanted to own anyone, no. can we do a quick how to say uh, for a Spurs player? Sure. This is a super quick how to say. Dave, can we do uh, music for this? Fine. We'll Dave, I would like uh, Regulators by uh, Warren G. Uh, can you please? I get... love that song. Okay. Regulators! Mount up! It was a clear black night. Okay, can we, can we do that? <laughs> he knows that song. Mount up. Yeah, Regulators Mount up. Uh, the uh, the the Spurs defensive player that I would like to have more than anyone is uh, Sergio Reguilon. Reguilon? Yeah. Uh, that's the end of the how to say. <laughs> <laughs> that is the fastest, shortest. No, because uh, uh, like Ben Davis, really good here uh, in this match. The the Swiss Army knife defender for them, you know, wins the penalty that you know. Kane's, Kane ends up taking Lake. No, Regulon is. Uh, that's why they they brought him here to be the guy on the left. I mean, they just have not had that. So an REA on the right. No, it's gonna just. I mean, I, I, he obviously has a place, and they didn't transfer him. No, this is a guy who's the the subject of almost like I would say one A on Spurs rumors after probably on par with Danny Rose mm-hmm. in terms of transfers out. And uh, and he's there, and he's here, and boy, did he look happy to be there. He scored twelve fantasy points. Yeah, he scores a goal and gets an assist, and uh, and he was awesome in this game. So uh, it's probably not a full blown fifty fifty rotation. I would imagine Ben Davies is a good backup. No, for sure. Yeah, and utility defender. Yeah, and he's useful everywhere. Yeah. The only other thing, the question, I like, I asked it this week. You're writing about it. What do you do with Harry Kane? I'm dead serious. Ten and a half. I I said it. I just feel like that seems like impossibly expensive, and he is obliterating it. He's now ten point six, Brian. I know, he he should be. This is. I feel like that's the problem with when people do well. It's just it's inevitable. After two weeks of somebody doing well, his you, you is, have no choice but to pay attention to it. His ownership is twenty one point five percent. That's absurdly high. And his points in the four match weeks, 221, 5, and 16. You're right. He's not going to get 16 in a, in a 
against a 10-man uh, Manchester United team every week. But they come back and get to play West Ham. They're home to West Ham. Right. At Burnley, home to Trashbirds, at West Brom. Those are four decent matchups. Right. Them. Those are four, I would say, good matchups. Yeah. I, I am seriously debating this because not just assisting, not just the assister. Like I said, seven shots again this week. This is two weeks in a row where he's led the Premier League in shots. And he and, and uh, Son are on a, they're telepathic right now. Mm-hmm. So, and Gareth Bale will probably be ready after the international Is this Spurs league to lose, Brian? Man, I don't know, but. Mourinho no. knows how to win no, titles? No, I don't, I don't think it's that good. But man, this is, it's way better than it seemed after 1-0 after, uh, lost to Everton and 1-1 draw to Newcastle. Wow. Okay. It's time to talk about the league leaders. The only club to have a perfect record through four matches is Everton. Everton four, Brighton two. We've talked about them briefly. We've talked about them off and on here. James Rodriguez and Dominic Calvert-Lewin both score. Give Come you on. some fantasy returns. I've had those guys since the, since the off. And no one has increased more in price than Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Yeah. As we record, I think he's up six-tenths yep. on the season. Yes, for sure. Uh, in fact, that actually is the subject of the manager quote of the week for this podcast. It comes from Carlo Ancelotti. It's very simple. It's just one sentence, Dave. Oh, okay. Carlo said, this is the moment of Dominic Calvert-Lewin now. Hmm. Wow. End that's, quote. That's definitive. That is very definitive. Richarlison, as Brian mentioned, hurt. What do we make of this? Uh... For me, I you own Richarlison. I do own Richarlison without wild carding. I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to do anything with him. You're just going to leave it. You don't want to get sunned again. No, I'm going to leave it because no, because he scored the first goal in this match. Uh, Michael Keane gets called for a foul on a free kick. I mean, Richarlison put the first ball into the net here. The big thing for me was look at look at what Hamas Rodriguez did. It was on the exact opposite side to, I mean, to me, after watching the end of this, there's no reason that that couldn't have been Richarlison cleaning up on the the, the other side. side. Right. If it's, if it's, if it's Hamas playing the other way. So no, like I still, I mean, I love what Richarlison is doing. Uh, You also, you'll have Allen back. I don't think, you know, Gilfie Sigurdsson gets, you know, he gets in the match here. It was nice. Gilfie was good. Retro throwback. Yes, very much. And probably really cool for anyone who still cares about him at Everton. Only us. To see him do well. No, but he's just not going to have a spot, you know. So I think you'll go back to what what it looks like you'll have, which is Richarlison as penalty taker. So, no, I... And it's and he said uh, Ancelotti said it's a small injury. Seamus Seamus Coleman hurt too. Seamus Coleman gets a knock and leaves early here. Yeah. Uh, he said you know Coleman and Richard you know small injury for Coleman. Richarlison had the same problem he had against West Ham. We have 15 days to recover them, and I don't and I think we'll be able to. So to me, you know, I just there's it's the it's the number two reason why I'm upset after this weekend. Sure. I don't think this matters much fantasy wise because I don't think he's going to be starting. Everton got some depth, adding a Norwich yep. defender, Godfrey. Yeah, Ben yep. Godfrey. We great, remember great him a little squad. bit. Great yeah, a good. Yeah, definitely yeah. good for he's depth. He's not starting in front of Mina and Keane, right? No, no. But there's no depth behind them with some of the injuries that they've had. Right, they yeah. had to do that. 
Uh, because there are cup matches and other stuff that they need players. You own Hamas Rodriguez. I do. You own Hamas Rodriguez. No. You have any intention of trying to own him? No. Okay. But, what I mean, just can't get to him, or you don't want him. So I've committed to Aubameyang, KDB, and Salah in my midfield. Okay. And so Son, James Rodriguez, anyone in that six to ten pound range is off the table. Okay. And over the course of the season, I'm banking on the fact that my big three are going to come through like they usually okay, do. That's fair. No, I re- I respect that. That's, that's nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, yeah, no, I I love him, and if I uh, didn't have Scott's strategy, I'd be for trying to figure out how to get to him. I don't. I just don't know why you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Not not with this dominant Calvert Lewin who's being clinical in front of goal. Rodriguez yeah, is on set pieces. He's on corners, and so he is way way involved. And so there's. I, I love someone. Yeah. I mean, it's just like Trent Alexander Arnold. He he's going to be putting crosses in. He's on he's on set pieces. Sometimes he's taking the free kicks. How do you not love a player like that? Yeah, and I think prior to the goals, even prior to the assist. Uh, I think you know you kind of watch and you're like, man, he's such a good player, but is he going to be, is he going to be that involved uh, going forward all the time? And then, sure enough, by the end of the match, he's, you know, scoring a ridiculous amount of points. But um, who who did Everton play here? They played Brighton. <laughs> they played oh, Brighton. they played Brighton. No, look, look Trashbirds. At, yeah, Brighton's front yeah, three but, was fun again. Look who got the point. Okay, it was the Basuma's goal was ridiculous, but Trossard. Trossard gets the assist, and Solly March again here to yeah. politely knock on your door and ask you True. to think: Do you want to have me as March? As your March made man? me question whether or not I brought the right guy in when I brought in Socek. Yeah, but I'm sticking with Socek. No, I no, I just I think that's still a yeah. good move. But no, these guys, I, Mope is a. Mope. I was glad to see they scored a couple of goals. This is they're still fun, Brighton. Uh, they're not going to get to play against Jordan Pickford probably ever again, though. And so Brighton getting two goals. Jordan Pickford is terrible. Wow. I mean, I, I, Everton's four zero despite him. I'm not sure who had the worst goalkeeper performance, even between Adrian and Jordan Pickford. I mean, Jordan Pickford, if he can catch, you saw it. Did you see it? I saw it. The all he has to do is catch it, and he didn't. And it's and they score a goal because he can't catch. That is just there is. I mean, that's. I'm actually kind of shocked. What's the goalkeeper? They just they brought him in today. The de- deadline transfer. Roma uh, goalkeeper from Roma. Robin Olsen. Yes, I think you probably are going to have Robin Olsen <laughs> in the Everton goal. <laughs> How soon? <laughs> right at first. Yeah. First match. Do they dare bring in an untested guy? Uh, against against Liverpool? against Liverpool? No, I don't know. No, you let Pickford crash and burn. Fair, and then you bring in the new guy. Yeah, that's after probably that. true. Man. I think that's the strategy that's there. True. All right, we said last week's result for City, the the thrashing from Leicester, was a one off result, mm-hmm. and yet here was Leeds one, City one. Yeah, what do we make of this? The season of the woodwork continues. I don't know how many more guys have to hit the post this season so far. We didn't even mention Marcus, Marcus Rashford hit it against Spurs. I mean, I feel like that's yeah. a, that changes the complexion but, of the but game. But KDB completely fooled Meslier oh, yeah. and hits the post here. Yeah, Brutal. Uh, as a KDB owner for the last two weeks, getting nothing. Yeah. Zero returns from him. Right. 
the last well, and, two weeks. And people are transferring him zero out. Zero returns. Is I that just smart? I want to repeat that. Zero returns. But I get you on that. But people are transferring him out to the hundreds of thousands at this point already. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? I mean, are you selling your city assets? Yeah. Kevin DeBrano's points. They've played three matches. 13-2-2. and two. Guess when I owned him. 2-2. Two and two. I know. Me I don't too. know. Yeah. Like, it's exactly. not good. And they're, they're playing home to an Arsenal team when they come back. Like, I don't think that that's just a game that they're going to rack up five or six points on. I mean, goals no, and, on maybe. And you know that he loves a game against you guys, so I, you know you wouldn't be surprised to see him do well. But I don't know. I mean, this is this the city? Is this the new the city? city? Was is this disjointed? The, I was say, is this the new city reality? Uh, can I give you my uh, the the new segment uh, segment I like to call Brian's underrated stat of the week? Okay. Mm. The underrated stat of the week this week. Ederson made six saves. Meslier made one. It's Melier. But he made one save. Can you think of the last time Ederson Ederson made more saves? saves? Not just that Ederson made six saves, but that the city goalkeeper made more saves than the opposing goalkeeper. Yeah. Six to one. Especially a a lead that wasn't exactly... Slowing people down, moving towards City, their goal. City outshot them 23-12. to 12. Very normal. Leeds had seven shots on target to City's two. That is not normal. I mean, that is, like, shocking that it is that kind of disparity here. Brian, are you claiming right now City's not going to be able to make the top four? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, but this is like, No, but Pep is know. a scorched earth manager. I said this last year. He is a scorched earth manager. He gets he squeezes every little little last bit he can out of you. And I think we're seeing like he's in the last year of his contract. He hasn't renewed with them. I don't know if it's the club or if it's him, but I think you're seeing exhaustion in the squad. I think mm-hmm. that's certainly possible. Now, I have KDB and I'm staying on him. Okay, so let me be clear. Well, it, it, and it could be this too. And I, and I'm with you. I'm not willing to sell him yet. But I don't know. Kind of thinking about it. I'm just saying he's too good of a player because, Scott, we know that by the end of the season, where's KDB going to uh, – barring injury, where's he going to be? Top five at worst. At worst. I was thinking top three. Right. Top midfielders, okay? But something doesn't look right. Sure. Something doesn't feel right. Maybe it's the fact that, that a lot of the players that Pep's got right now have already heard everything he's going to say. And there's nothing new under the sun now right. for them. Right. And so it's it's But KDB's too good. Right? There's no doubt. It's just a matter of what he's it able to do. It just seems like there's a rudderless yeah. ship out there yep. at the yep. moment. You're no, and we talked and, about and that. And I last said week. this before. I said this last week. And now we've seen a rudderless ship eh, kind of two weeks in a row. Yes. And it's like, what do we make of this? Yeah, yeah. No valid. Totally valid. And we saw there was a rudder on a ship that we're gonna get to in the next match we talk about. Just stay tuned, keep listening for that. On the lead side of things, the only player who gave you any kind of fantasy returns is Rodrigo, and this was the fear. They did all right against a city squad. We love leads. They're so fun to their matches are so fun to watch. But who can you rely on? Like Bamford's still the guy. He's still giving you multiple tents yep. if you brought him in early enough. Mm-hmm. He's in my lineup. But at the same time, this is what it it's probably going to look like for the majority of the season. Only Rodrigo giving you a return. Bamford misses a one-on-one here against Ederson yeah. late on. I mean, Bamford probably should have gotten you something He should have got you something. Uh, Luke Ayling 
had a one-on-one that he probably should have scored on as well. Um, I'm noticing a trend here. And then on the other side, I mean, Stuart Dallas, who I, you know, who I thought statistically was, you know, the better guy. He's really lucky not to get a red here uh, at the end of the match for his challenge that he put on Bernardo Silva. But no, I just think they're. I mean, they. I don't think you look at the Manchester City match for the, your Leeds players and say, I'm expecting the same kind of results that I got from previous matches. But I don't, I mean, I still don't mind owning them, but I agree. I mean, I agree. I'm not, I, there was no sense that I needed to rush to get Click or Jack Harrison or even Bam. I mean, Bamford's a little bit different just because of the price, because of what he's contributing in the price. So I understand the move to to move move to him, but I don't know the rest of the guys. Uh, once the once the matches ease up a little bit, I think they're a stronger consideration. But so far, how do they look in the after the break? By the way, after the break, they line up with home to Wolves at Villa, home to Leicester at Palace, home Arsenal at Everton. So, look. I think what Leeds has proven, me seeing them play City and Liverpool now, is I don't think it matters who they play. They got a different style. They're going to be them. And some days it might be 4-4. Some days it might be 1-1. For now, they're the Sheffield of the league. Ride it as long as you can, right? I would say, too, in this match, I mean, if the, if the, the two bad goalkeeping could have been terrible errors in the first half. 2018 Manchester City would have had three goals at halftime in this match. Yeah. 2019 City might have had three goals at <laughs> halftime in this match. But no, I mean, they, they, they really, I mean, like, look, if it, I was, I was, if the money had worked out, I would have swapped, instead of going from Sun down to Harvey Barnes, my transfer in would have been Sun to go to Raheem Sterling, and I would have captained him going into this match i'd be even more mad uh than i am now um man of the match for raheem sterling here he was just he was just awesome such a terrible tease to score so early and get everyone's hopes up but no i mean sterling and kdb are both equally equally offensive here equally creative they should have had both of them should have had much better days but i agree it's just there's just it's just not clicking for them at all. Not yet. Uh, Ruben Diaz, new signing, gets in immediately. Yep. Uh, you can probably just forget Nathan Ake uh, as, a, as an option Is he here. the most expensive third center back in history? Probably. Stuart Brennan, uh, writing at the Manchester Evening News. Uh, he probably cleared this up forever. Uh, the fact that Nathan Ake was left on the bench for the second match in a row, not mentioned as an option, suggests that Pep doesn't want to pair two left-footed center backs unless he has to. So I just think you probably, uh, you probably, Pep said he had no choice, no choice. That's the way he put it, to start Diaz in this match. And wow. I just think. It's not great. Not, it is not great. The weekend started with uh, Chelsea 4, Crystal Palace nil. Three Chelsea players worth discussing. Reese James benched, and mm-hmm. FPL Twitter went nuts. Yep. Ben Chilwell shines in his debut appearance for Chelsea. And then late in this match, there were two penalty kick uh, opportunities, both of them going to Jorginho, and he gives you a late penalty kick brace here. Jorginho's penalty kick brace is ridiculous. Annoying. Yeah. Um, 
uh, not only for the, well, it did give you some comedy. The Tammy Abraham hijacking that, was, I, that was prevented here. So, so my fantasy half point, honorary, meaningless fantasy half point, goes to Cesar Azpilicueta. Mm-hmm. This is what I was alluding to earlier, Dave. Azpilicueta was the rudder of the Chelsea ship. So get this. What happens if he's not on the pitch? If he's not on the pitch, he Abraham... Start, he didn't start the last three games. Right. He mm-hmm. comes in for Reese James. And yeah. you and I argued a couple of weeks ago about how much Reese James is going to play. I secretly gloated in my house as I'm watching this match saying, here's Azpilicueta, the rotation begins, right? But the reality is Chelsea needed to be more defensive-minded. Yeah. And, and so Frank Lampard goes with Azpilicueta. And in that moment, at the end of this match, when the second penalty is taken, Jorginho has the ball, and Tammy Abraham's trying to take it from him. And as Piliqueta comes in and says, Tammy, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Jorginho's the penalty kick He Mark Nobled. He did exactly. He James Milnard. He captained. He did exactly yeah. what he was supposed to do. He was the captain. Credit. He credit. was the rudder on the Chelsea I, ship. I never liked that guy, but kudos to him. We'll just call him Dave Cesar Azpilicueta. But did, Dave, a, did a heck of a job there. Dave Smith, he was the he was what Chelsea needed in that moment, and just like what City is lacking right now at this moment. I, I recall, well, whether it was last year or two years ago, City having a PK fiasco because Aguero wasn't on the pitch, and and there was different guys kind of jockeying for that position. Mares eventually ended up taking it, but there was some confusion mm-hmm. there. And then he missed it. I don't know if anyone – but bottom line is there was a lack of a rudder out there. Uh, I just – yeah, Scott, you're right. I mean, that's exactly what a proper captain, leadership, that's what it looks like. And it, 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 making hard decisions in, in hard moments, credit to him. Well done. Yeah, no, and I – look, I've been I've – been pounding the Reese James drum more than anybody. So yeah, to see him on the bench, especially because he didn't play midweek. Uh Mason Mount, I mean Mason Mount benched completely here too. Yep. Um which that I mean I kind of that that's not yeah, I mean I feel like yeah, it's true. You could just say either one of these guys not entirely surprising that they get rotated. But I mean it doesn't change it doesn't change the fact that even going into the week, you know, Reese James is talking about the reason why he's been doing so well is that Frank has put his he, – he feels completely trusted. He feels like he has Frank's complete trust in everything that he's doing. Uh, to me, I mean, he's had the as, – as bright of a start as you could have to a, a Premier League season. I think it was just – I don't know. Are you not questioning this just a little bit? I mean – He's not – I mean, it's not – this is not Azpilicueta stealing the job back. This no, is this no, is entirely yeah, this is point. yeah, this is entirely I think this the is a message to Reese James. That, right. Yeah, I agree. That film, was that was my yeah. When that, you look back at the film, Reese James was on the backside of a few of those goals the prior week, and he wasn't he didn't have the right coverage. There was one right, moment Right. He, so he he's you know, on the Alonzo the Alonzo gaffes in that game, which both Reese James ends up paying the price on both of them. Right. So it's Reese not closing down fast enough after an Alonzo error. It's it's Alonzo leaving Sw- uh, Swires or Sawyers or whatever the guy that scored the the third West Brom goal. Reese is the one who's left, you know, after Alonzo lets him go, and yeah. so it's Reese James looks like he's the one who's leaving the guy go, and it's like, well, no, Alonzo was just marking the guy. So no, it totally like it's definitely it's definitely like 
it, it must be a, a message to a young player who, in the aftermath of this, gets an England call-up. So that, to me, is just like, you you want to know who the future is? It's He's the future of England. Scott, no doubt. He's still the starter. I think sure. this was a one-off. It still begs the question, how many minutes is Espiliquita okay. going to steal? The other thing, the other thing a, is... A good, I think enough. Enough, enough, enough not to own Reese James? And that, well, especially I say yes. Well, especially after I mean, I, if you have Espiliquita is five nine, Reese James is five one. No, that's not the point. Here. No, I think is Reese James no, the, worth it at five one? If Espiliquita is going to take enough of his minutes, the, not, I don't think he's not when Ben Chilwell is five six now, and that that is Chilwell the, is the guy. That is the question. No, hold on, I, I but uh, Chilwell has been fine, but he never like. I don't know. He's on a better club, and he's worthy of being on this, that club. Look, the, we said I said it last week. I, it, I mean, it's it, in said what? it on the podcast Did you and say and in uh, and in the the article FPL the article FPL America the article Ben Chilwell could not start fast enough for them, and you saw it in the Carabao Cup against Spurs. He, I, I said, he gives them a defense a defensive stability and defensive effort that obviously Marco Marcus Alonso is not able to give. As soon as Chilwell left the match against Spurs in the Carabao Cup, Emerson comes in and is responsible for the for the the error that led to Spurs equalizing, which ends up getting them knocked out of the. Eventually, they were knocked out of the Carabao Cup for that. Right. So no, this is it is there is no competition. Chilwell was the option at left back until they can get their defensive stability and they can say, all right, we're we're we feel comfortable with Reese playing just the stability that he can bring and that he's not going to get caught out of position. Until that is something that is really consistent, yeah, as Pilaqueta is going to be, a, he's going to be a, a stabilizing force here. All right, now let's get to this because I thought Chelsea, the first half, I, I watched the first half of this match. I did not watch the second half. I thought it was a for the most part, wickedly boring game. Yeah, Chelsea <laughs> no, it definitely completely was. lackluster. Palace just didn't seem like they were going to have enough to kind of turn it on. I mean, Brian, you're probably going to load me down with stats no, here. I'm, I, yeah, just, there's only one stat. Go, which, finish what you're saying, and, though. And so when I end up seeing the scoreline of 4 nothing, I was blown away. Yeah. Because this looked like a complete lackluster Chelsea team that had nothing to offer. And yes, they end up lucking into indoor drawing penalties. Uh, and, and you know what, Scott? Pens are pens. Goals are goals. Points are points. Chelsea takes all three. No, I, I just like I felt like that scoreline was so unindicative of how that game actually No, went. because there was one moment that defined the, it's one moment that defines this. One shining moment? It was shining for Chelsea. Okay. It was it was a, a toilet flush for for <laughs> Crystal Palace. Okay, the best player for the best player for Chelsea was Mamadou Sako. There is no question that every assist for every goal goes to Mamadou Sako. Oh man! If it's not for a bad clearance, they don't score their first goal. He completely botched a clearance, and it goes straight to Chelsea, who then passes it over to. Ben Chilwell to smash in his goal. Yeah, that does not happen if he kicks right. right. I mean, it was as simple right. as that. Sure. And then from there, the wheels fell off. Manchester United, like whoever the commentator, the the other commentator was for this match, a hundred percent right. He asked, "Why didn't Palace 
start pushing and attacking them until they were down two and three nil. He, he said he said it something yeah. to the effect of this Chelsea defense is there for the taking. Why not have a go at them? Right. I, I mean, I think that's why I'm saying in fairness, it's nil nil and they're they're hanging in yeah. until Sacco's error. Yeah. And then after that, it was just brutal even after, after that. that, though, they just didn't really go for it. So that's why to, for it to end this way is is weird. Yeah. Especially like you said, Scott, two penalty kicks. Yeah. Well, and uh very Pulisic. soon we're going to discuss your all PK team. Polisic is back. Polisic is back. Wow. And that is relevant. Mm-hmm. Add that to your midfield options. Probably in the next couple of weeks he'll hey, give you something. Real quick, are there are there Werner Havertz regrets from owners? On FPL Twitter, everyone regrets. A lot of people- regrets having Having either of them, Havertz at least Havertz gets a. At least, he, get, at least he gets the, the assist. Yeah, at least he gets the assist. You can see the. You can. I feel like you can see the uh, potential with okay. what he what he could end up being. Okay. Until they figure out what they're doing with with Werner and Tammy Abraham, no, you can't possibly. Uh, also, never great when the announcers notice uh, Timo Werner obviously doesn't like playing on the left. Talked about how he kept drifting toward the middle. Yeah, they, I mean, they just have too much to figure out until they get Ziyech and Pulisic out there with Werner and however they however they factor in. I mean, Frank, they one of the other big rumor guys was Callum Hudson Odoi. I mean, it was like rumors constantly about him, and then Frank saying, "No, at the moment, I want him in my team." I mean, they have they have so many options here. To kind of sort out what they're doing. They yeah. did get rid of uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek. He right. is now at Fulham. He's yep. now at Fulham, and I'll be honest, he's down to five nine. Yeah, he's a good player. He yeah. just blended in too much at Chelsea. He he will stand out at Fulham even more than he stood out at Crystal Palace a couple of seasons ago. You're you're probably right. It just kind of like Barkley did is at Villa. We will see. All right, Dave. You get your Arsenal moment here. Arsenal 2, Sheffield United 1. Come on, <laughs> what do we make of this? Well, we make... Uh, hey, that, that's a that's a workmanlike performance. I feel like uh, Arsenal got the best of West Ham a couple weeks ago. I feel like they got the best of Liverpool last week. And then this felt like the best Sheffield has played all season. Now, it could just be me and my tainted view on things, but... Arsenal kind of was 0-0 at half. I mean, this was not a – I mean, I'm watching it, and I'm like – and the announcers are saying it, and I'm like, yeah, like, okay, where, where are the shots coming from? Like, we're, we're controlling possession and not getting shots. I, I was having flashbacks to Emery days. And you know what? They made some halftime adjustments. They started changing their angles. Uh, they started having more runners through the middle. And they changed some things up, and credit to Arteta that it, they, with his substitutions, they came in and and uh, and performed well. But it felt like it just felt like this was a better Sheffield team. This was the best that they had looked. They haven't looked great here on the restart, and this was maybe maybe the best that they look. Look, it killed me uh, as a Leno owner. It just fit the rest of my Sunday as my fantasy team just completely crapped as. Arsenal gave we're up two nothing and the final score is two one, but they gave up you a gave late, up Sheffield's first goal of the season. Yeah. A a late injury time goal. That was a nice goal by McGoldrick. For sure. It was. It was. Unfortunately, yeah. it was. But so anyways, look, uh for Sheffield players, I'm not owning any. I know that It's not the, the Sheffield moment. Is your Arsenal moment rage, over already? 
<laughs> Not yet. The rage is to go to uh, Brewster. Yes. As a, at a four or five, I don't New fault. signing I, Sheffield United, Ryan Brewster. Uh, no, let's all to say it. You have a how to say here, Brian? All right, yeah, second. We, all right, we'll get to that then. We'll get what? to that. I, I, I'll finish up. All right. Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal players, like Aubameyang, does not score. If you own him, Scott, as you do, uh, I would still hold on to him. He's that People guy aren't. that you have to keep owning him. Who? He might drop a second tenth. You Who? have to. Aubameyang? Aubameyang not, have, a, not in my team, he doesn't have to stay. Yeah, well, he's not. Is he in your team? Not anymore, he's not. You sold him. Yeah, of course. You, uh, of course you to sold who? him? I sold him for Son. Seven, five, okay. two, and two. Sure. I could go with that. I, I Son's greatly outperforming him at the moment. And I, I like Son's activity. Son's. I, that's the biggest thing for me. Is it, the activity? Yeah. Because. Yeah, I agree. I agree look, with you. Six shots apiece. Six shots for yeah. Arsenal. I know that they, they don't need necessarily. Like, he's gotten production on low volume. You don't, I mean, it's not all about volume, but I, they, I just don't, I mean, there was just like nothing. It just yeah. didn't feel like much of anything. And I feel like because he, because he's taking shots, I mean, he could have had a spectacular goal. He could have had two spectacular goals here, but they were just kind of weak. Yeah. I, I mean, I like, I, I understand holding him and taking what he, you know, taking what you get. And, and I like it's, Sun it's better. Gonna, I like Sun better in his form than a bombing right now. No, so no, it had it, yeah, it had way more to do with I I didn't want I brought in Harvey Barnes. Nothing in my mind has changed about what Harvey Barnes can offer. Right. So I'm not going right back to Sun from Harvey Barnes. To me, there was a there was a, a gap. Let's blaze through this, Brian. Uh, much to your chagrin, Lacazette does not start, does not play. This should have been your Arsenal moment, right? So this was a little bit of a shock. Didn't really see this coming. Lacazette. Zero. Zero minutes. Yeah. I, after after not getting uh, after not starting midweek, right? He gets not even a late sub. Very very shot. What gives here? Uh, Arteta just realizing that hey, I'm gonna give him some extra rest. I think coming back after the break, I think he's a shoe in to start uh, at at City. But yeah, I mean, he decided to roll with Enkedia. Enkedia played midweek. That did not stop our stop Arteta from starting him. And uh, he ends up, you know, he doesn't score in Kedia, but he ends up putting in a good shift, as as they like to say, Brian. And then Saka got the start as well. So Saka, Saka gets a goal. I, I, I don't know what – I wouldn't move on either one of these players right now. I wouldn't move on them. I just hold Aubameyang. You know, you get, might have to let these chips fall where they may. Our, Arsenal picked up a big signing today. For me, I think Thomas Partey. Uh, Partey, Partey, not sure exactly how we say it, but uh, either way. Are you having one? Yeah, this is a big deal. Arsenal haven't had a player like him in a long time. Uh, A a uh, no-doubt defensive midfielder with some grit, and uh, I love it. I love the move. Love the move. I think it's going to help them defensively in a massive, massive way. Sheffield made a late signing. It was just before game week four. Uh, Brian. Mm Mm-hmm. You have let us know that you've got another how to say for this episode. Yeah, it is for, this very signing. Two for one. Uh, you want music on this one, Dave? Fine. Play. I want you to play Rhiannon by uh, by uh, Fleetwood Mac. Please. Okay, fine. I feel like that's a little bit of a giveaway. It is a giveaway. <laughs> wait a minute. You, wait but, a minute. This so, week's how to say is because you were you heard announcers saying Rhiannon. 
I did. I heard Rebecca Lowe, who I absolutely admire. Mm-hmm. She's outstanding in the NBC Sports realm of, of broadcasters for the Premier League. And she said, Rianne Brewster. And I said, that can't be right. Brian? No, it is right. Yes, this Never week's doubt. how to say. Never doubt. This week's how to say. Rebecca you're, you're all new, uh, really exciting uh, Sheffield United signing is none other than Rianne Brewster. Wow. It is Rianne. Wow. Um, that's the end of this how to say, too. It's just short ones because there's so much other stuff. There's so much other stuff. <laughs> Here's other the things. deal. I brought Rianne Brewster into my squad on my wild card immediately. He enabled yeah. so much in so many other places. Fair. And so, Dave, he's going to be a 4-5 forward who's probably going to play for Sheffield United because where are their goals coming from? Nowhere well, How at many the goals has he scored in the Premier League goals? That's not the point. Mr. Brewster <laughs> have he is. He's, he's your, how he, many championship goals does he have underneath his belt? He's going to score just about as many goals as Ollie Watkins. Wow. Now there's a sub bet to bet A. Goals I, I for the put, season. I would put Brewster on six goals for the season. I said I said eight for Watkins I'll, earlier. I'll put I'll put them both at zero with you right now going forward. I will scrub the three that Watkins has already scored, and I will absolutely go Watkins versus Brewster goals on the year right now moving forward, barring injury. Are we undoing the other Watkins? Bets? No, I like I like that bet Let's too. Let's have more Watkins. Bets. These are both good bets. Are you taking Brewster? Absolutely. Sheffield has. Zero creativity. It, Sheffield is a sinking ship, by the way. What? And maybe I'll eat those words. Fine. Sheffield. All right. I'll, Sheffield finishes in the bottom half of the league of the table. No doubt. Okay. No doubt. But they're still going to score goals this season. Come on. Let's let's make this interesting. Bottom twelve. I said Sheffield will be fifteenth. Oh, geez. Did I bet the over on that? Did we already bet that? That'd no, we have not officially bet that. But I've been saying 15th place Sheffield. You've been saying relegated Sheffield. Yeah. I they, said 15th they, place Sheffield. They don't look good. I, I didn't they think... don't. But they're going to score goals this season, and Rianne Brewster is going to score some of them. Rianne, who's never scored a goal in the Premier League, is going to help them. Hey, listen. Chris Wilder himself said that he's one of England's best young talents, and he's not wrong. Okay. Good. Good for you, Rianne. Get Bruce, out there and Brewster, kick a ball. Brewster did great in the championship last year, just like your boy Ollie Watkins did. Who, who did he play for last year? Swansea. Okay. Who did Watkins play for? Brentford. What does that matter in the context of this conversation? Absolutely think, nothing. Like, Swansea didn't do it. Did they do it? Did he score? Yes. He, he yes. scored a few goals for Swansea. I'm pretty sure yeah, Swansea was in the playoffs yeah. last year. He had some good he definitely had some moments. I think there is some there's a decent amount of excitement about the signing. Whether or not he outscores Ollie Watkins, I mean, it, I feel like it's this is why it's a good bet. All I, right, I'm excited it. to see the outcome of this. All bet. right, but the reality is, his 4.5 in my number three forward spot gave me the ability to go to Castagna in my defense. I like Castagna, even though not after this week, which but I felt still great. Like him. Hey, great transition into uh, Leicester nil, West Ham three. West Ham three, Leicester nil. Did you say that correctly? I'm sure you did. Oh, there is one more thing about Sheffield. I said it correctly. You did not. What did I say? You I said, said it opposite. Leicester, Leicester was home. Leicester zero. Nil, West Ham. West three. Ham three. Okay. There was one more thing about Sheffield. Just that Jack O'Connell's. We know he's done for the season. Uh, Jack Robinson played here as his second start in a row. You want to get a cheap way into the crap uh, Sheffield defense? Jack Robinson four point four. 
uh, there's your guy. All right, fair enough. I like that. All right. So back to Lester Neal. I will have an Arsenal question for you later. Right. West Ham 3. What do we make of this? Lester assets. What do we make of this? Um, what happened from last week where they were awesome to this week where they weren't awesome? I have the answer. There was one. There was one particular guy that looked like he should be back for this and wasn't there for me. But Madison. what's your answer? My answer is it's college football season here in the United States. College football is is in full swing. This yeah. is not a college football podcast, right? And you see this all the time. Clubs that are not quite at the elite level, but they win a big game against a top ten team. What do they do the following week? They lose a game they shouldn't. And it all ends up in the wash. And that's mm-hmm. Leicester City 2AT. They are absolutely the English, the Premier League version of that college football team in the, in the United States that is outside the top 25 that beats a top 10, like Alabama, Auburn type team, and then loses the next game to Ole Miss. Like that is classic Leicester right now. And that's what happened here. Is this more Leicester? It's the letdown game. Or is this West Ham? It's more Leicester. I want to say this. West Ham, to their credit, they played Arsenal really tough. And the next week, they beat Wolves Mm 4-0. And then this week, they beat Leicester 3-0. Right. They are a perfect Ryan, what in the West Ham is going on? Honestly, I have no idea. David Moyes is in quarantine. Let it be known. He is in quarantine. And – does that even like that has to matter? Is, is that can that directly be linked to West Ham positive performances? That Moyes is not on the bench. I don't know. I mean, I thought. I mean, it seemed like he was getting a little bit more out of them going into Arsenal. I mean, that was the, and then he's gone last week, and then he's gone this week. It seems. Uh, it seems like there's a one to one. It does. <laughs> it seems it's like a Leicester letdown as much as it is the fact that. West Ham has found their front three. Let's be let's be clear on yeah, this. Yeah, for sure. Look, Antonio, hey, Fornals, and Bowen. Yeah, they, are a dynamic front the, three. The Bowen and Fornals show rolls on. I mean, this it was awesome. And Antonio, uh, Antonio is doing. Oh man, I, I should read my own article. Uh, <laughs> it's just no. That that was uh, like last week. You know, the the thought was like you don't you don't love the matchup necessarily and you know he didn't you know he didn't get you a return but he was still excellent this week i mean that was that was the thought is it look they play lester and then they play spurs like i just don't i didn't see a lot of downside to michael antonio even despite the matchup ratings uh, like he's just look at the pace that he had like the best moment of the match for me was when there was a free ball that that soyunju had the better angle on and Antonio outran him to it. Antonio's like horse. ten yards away compared to where you know it was like a ten yard difference between the two of them, and and Antonio easily beat him to it. Uh, no, Antonio is just awesome, and man, just as long as he's healthy, I mean, he is. Yeah, he is just excellent. Scott, fantasy wise, I'm not willing to add any uh, West Ham assets until after the next three weeks. Because they are at Tottenham, home to City, and then at Liverpool. I hate all those matchups. But look at that. If the West Ham team that's played the last three weeks shows up in those matches, hell. I mean, the City defense scare you that much? No. Spurs, I like Spurs. 
defense better than I have recently. And uh, no, I don't they, think Liverpool's going to be as bad as they have been. So, yeah, like th- there's there's a possibility. No, and I, Antonio's a goal threat no matter who they're playing against. And I just feel like it's it doesn't matter who the opponent is. So that's why, I mean, I... He's not a first choice. I mean, that's the thing. It's such a it's such a boring pick. So it's like the unsexiest guy that you could throw into your front line. So it feels a lot like Callum Wilson, like a guy that you just look at and you're like, eh, I don't know, is it going to keep happening? And it keeps happening. Great transition. Callum Wilson is the subject of our Newcastle three Burnley one result. You didn't Callum want to your ownership update. <laughs> Sorrentio did nothing, and. No one should own him, and yet how many people? How many people own him, Brian? Ten point three percent. Still double. Digits. We're getting there. Wow. We're getting there. Wow. All right, Newcastle three. It all came from Callum Wilson and Alan Saint Maximan. Callum Wilson continues to be the quiet, unsung hero of the season. Scott, in four matches, these are Callum Wilson's scores: eight, two, eight, sixteen. Okay. You don't dislike he has any of that. One assist and four goals yep. through the first four matches. What's happened to his price since the season started? He is at currently at a six point four. Yep. Now, I own Callum Wilson, and for me, this is extremely painful because yeah. I my last decision of the match week was whether to play him or to play Potence. And Potence <laughs> had the triangle of is he gonna play if not? And I'm like, man, I like the full matchup a little bit better. Sure. So I, I went with Potence, and I couldn't have regretted something more because then I was hoping for, well, I hope he doesn't play because he's a late match on Sunday. Because Callum Wilson 16 was Callum on your bench. Callum Wilson 16 coming yeah. in, and Callum Wilson 16 never came in. It sat there in the first oh, bench spot, and I am hurts. just, Were just you nervous? banging Were my you, head against Was the it wall. that you liked the Potence matchup? More or that you were nervous about Callum Wilson against Burnley? No, yeah. Like, I liked the the potence against the Fulham defense more than I liked Wilson against Burnley defense. I think we can, can we just put a, can we just bury the Burnley defense? Yeah. Can we bury the idea that Burnley that, a defense that, or that Nick Pope is a is a must own yeah, for any, no. any Charlie friend. Taylor was in my squad to start the season. He did not survive my wild card. Sure, I can't imagine you would, and I think he's dead anyway because uh, <laughs> Alan St. Maximin buried him right in the turf. Yeah, at uh, at uh, where, does, Maximin, where does Newcastle play? What's the name of their stadium? Uh, St. James Park. That's St. James Park. Yeah, I think if you if you go right near the edge of the box. On <laughs> here lies Charlie Taylor. <laughs> yeah, you dig deep enough. Charlie Taylor is down there somewhere, courtesy of Alan St. Maximan. St. Maximan was was hurt, but it was reported during the week that he was going to be healthy enough to be in the squad. He ended up playing in 12 fantasy points. It was beyond my imagination. I mean, he was in my first spot on my bench. I could not have imagined double-digit points from him. It, it ended up working out well. I'm sorry, Dave, that Callum Wilson 16 didn't make Brutal. it into yours. Callum Wilson's assist should all of those points should go to St. Maximin. That that we had two of those uh, this week. Uh, Hector Bellerin had one. Uh, Aaron Cresswell kind of had one too. Yeah. Uh, where it Cresswell was, had all, enough points. All the work was done by the attacker. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the assister had no. Uh, the assist should be in three sets of quotation marks. I think for this. Callum Wilson is uh he's he gets an you know, gets gets an assist here as well like just a awesome day for for right. Newcastle. Let's get onto this quickly because we're getting long again. Here we go. 
the top four scoring strikers this season. Harry Kane, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Jamie Vardy, Callum Wilson. I'm going to go five of the top five. And Neil Malpay. We did not hardly mention him. I want to give him some credit. Neil Malpay, for whatever you want to think of him with the Brighton Trashbirds, the last three <laughs> matches, he scored a two the first week against Chelsea, and then he has 16, 8, and a 6. He's also on their penalties. Scott, Neil Malpay, Callum Wilson, they are 6-4 and 6-6 six, six respectively, Malpay being the 6-6. Six, six. Uh, these guys should be owned. Yeah, and obviously they are to an extent, but, I mean, here's the issue. Wilson's Ga- ownership is 12.2. Malpay's is 5.0. The issue with those guys is that their names aren't DCL, Patrick Bamford, or Harry Kane. And those seem to be the three it guys in the front line. I mean, DCL's price is still going up. Bamford's price has gone up three-tenths. And Harry Kane, Brian just mentioned earlier, has gone up a tenth since since the yeah. game week occurred. So I get it. There's just not enough forward spots to go around. But you're absolutely right. You want differential? Those aren't bad places to go. No, no, no you're not. getting. Re- I mean, you're getting returns from all these guys. Like even this. That's why I said. Like it's. I mean, not just infuriating to have a goal ruled off because Jamie Vardy's toe was an eighth of a pixel offside again. Uh, you would have gotten something from him. You you could talk again about Jamie Vardy, just being Jamie Vardy and getting you something in every in every match. I mean, it just seems like all of these guys are just uh, they're just the consistency is extremely high right now. By the way, we keep calling like for the last few seasons we've said it's the year of the blank position, and it's always something different instead. This year, because of the way the pricing was working and the different the the position switches, it was year of the midfielder, right? Not so fast are saying all these forwards. So far, it's been early year of the forward instead. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit though in the start of the season. The first, you know, the first ten, uh, the first ten game weeks really uh, forwards were just forwards were equally productive. You know, and they t- looking at the top fifteen scoring players from the Premier League. I mean, in most of the it was basically 50-50. You had so many forwards who were productive to start last season as well. It's just. I think it's the pricing on all of these guys that it's like, man, just bargains at below eight. Everyone under eight, you can, you could be completely content with with several of these guys, and and you're you're doing just fine. I'm going to largely ignore Southampton two, West Brom nil, and Wolves one, Fulham nil. Brian, do you have any random stats to insert here about those two matches? It's the two matches that had uh, my nominees so far for pointless FPL goals of the season. Oh yeah. Uh. Uh, Neto, uh, right. 1.2% ownership, assisted by Den Donker at 1.4%. And good, uh, good. Den Donker, I think, is just because he's 4.9. I imagine that his ownership is even remotely high because he's cheap. Um, probably should mention, uh, similarly to uh, Jimmy Dunn uh, with Burnley at 4-0, you saw uh, Kilman here start for Wolves. Yeah. Uh, that is a, a fill-in while uh, Marcel is injured. So I don't know if you're rushing out to get a guy there. But of course he comes in immediately and gets three bonus points. It's never a good sign when through four match week, Wolves already have played nine different defenders. Uh I think the biggest thing look like never good. Uh Semedo <laughs> so close here. Jimenez extremely close. Uh Ariola outstanding here, I thought, in this match. Oh, for Fulham. He was yeah, great. Yeah, I thought he was really good. Yeah, he was. 
Uh, he deserved bonus points but didn't get any. Uh, we have lots of people on Saiz. He had two bonus points here. Honestly, I feel like the big thing is, like we said, with Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Fulham also brought in Adamola Lookman. And if you mm-hmm. saw what Fulham looked like before and after Lookman, yes. uh, they need Adamola Lookman yes. real bad. Yes, Um the only players in the match with a higher uh, rating in the match than Lookman were Saiz and Neto. I mean, that's how good of he came in for 23 minutes, dribbled past everybody, uh, six shots from the time he came on, only four prior to that. So six shots in 23 minutes yeah. compared to four shots in 67 minutes. I mean, Aina, Robinson... I mean, these are guys who are going to make an impact for them. Right. Uh, that's the thing. Uh, and you would say the same thing. We're, this is no advocate for owning necessarily. No, no, You're not no, no. bringing Ruben Loftus-Cheek in. It's You're not just going to make Fulham a little bit more interesting to watch. Right. I mean, look, Mitrovic, uh, if Kamara does a little bit better here, Mitrovic gets an assist. I mean, you're oh, talking about... Kamara. I know, exactly. So I'm just saying, like, that. you know, this. Uh, there's, a, there's a glimmer of hope here. Hey, Dave, 18. 18. Fulham defenders have a total of 18 fantasy points. What did wow. I say United has? Five? Five. Wow. Just so you know. I want to mention one thing as we transition into the stretch run of our, our the, the home stretch of our podcast here. I faced on Friday night a significant dilemma on what I was going to do with my captain. I had four guys that I felt okay about putting the C on. Obama Yang at home. KDB against Leaky Leeds, Sala against Aston Villa, and DCL, who's in a great run of form and at home against Brighton. I could not decide. I, I put it on Sala. It was my first choice, Sala. Aston Villa felt good, liked the mojo, plus I'm a Liverpool fan, so I want to root for a guy that I want to end up cheering for in sure. real life anyway. But I could find a reason to put the C on any of those other three guys. Now, do you all remember when you were in... in grade school, elementary school, when you started learning how to take tests, what was rule number one about multiple choice questions on tests? If you don't know, go with C. Not quite. Oh. I mean, sure. But the that was rule number two. Oh, okay. Rule number one was go with your first choice. Okay, sure. Your first instinct. Go with your gut. Go with your gut. When in doubt, go with your first choice. Sala was my first choice. Guess what I did? You didn't go with it. No, I did. I went with my gut. I went with my first choice. And that was the only guy that gave any kind of return this week. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're doing the same thing I did on Friday night with your captain choice at any point this season, go with your first choice. Go with your gut. It's going to pay off more often than not. I'm glad it paid off for me, Scott. I went with KDB. (laughs) It did not pay off for me. Well. I don't know what to say about that. Understood. All right. Uh, have either of you guys I already mentioned at the top of this pod what I did already with my free transfer going into game week five. Have either of you done anything or have any idea what you're going to do going no, into game I've week five? I've been tinkering around. I don't know. I, I have multiple things I kind of need to address. I, I don't want to take a, a minus eight, but I'd love to, to maybe upgrade my uh, second keeper to have a two keeper ro- kind of rotation instead of just having a, a placeholder. So I'm I'm tinkering around with that, and then I'm trying to figure out, yeah, how do I get Sun back in the lineup? I just feel like Brian, he's just shown so much positivity. Um, the sun rises mm-hmm. again, as they say. And uh, so I, I'm just trying to get him kind of into my team. 
I don't know if he's going to be if that's going to be at the expense of KDB or if it's at the expense of expense of maybe one Marcus Rashford. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just I don't know. I don't know. So you do have a transfer. I have a transfer. Hmm, okay. I have a transfer, and I just don't know. Uh, I, I got. I have my city players are, are DeBron and Mares. Uh, my midfield rounding the rest of it out is Rashford, Potence, and Rodriguez. I think I'd like to do something with Potence. Although every time you think you need to do something with a player and you move them out, they seem to do something. So part of me almost wants to hold on to Potence and not get rid of him yet. Yeah. Maybe I don't. Maybe I. I don't even touch him. I just leave him. And, yeah, because I feel like sometimes, often, more often than not, when you have a down week, your initial instinct is, "Oh, I got to do something." And sometimes those numbers come back to those players the following week, yeah. and you'd be yeah. better if you'd done nothing. Yeah, no, so, that's no, I totally understand. So I don't know. I, I don't totally have to that. make a move yet, and yeah. so sometimes I, I also I'm starting to learn, Scott. If you don't have to make a move, yeah, you just don't at the moment. Just kind of yeah. hold. Yeah, I I didn't. You never want to have to use a free transfer coming out of your wild card weekend. I would have kept my squad exactly the way it is if Allison hadn't been hurt. That's the only reason why I made the move that I've done to go to Emiliano Martinez. I totally agree with you. Patience is often rewarded in FPL. If a player is just generally good, despite a bad week, he's still going to be generally That's right. good. That's right. Look, my team value is continuing to increase. I'm at a, a 101.1 now wow so it's and i haven't been thinking and diving too much but i happen to have lucked into some players with their points rising that might change four weeks into the season in our mini mini league we're all still one two and three no i know man man, i took it took it on the head this week so i'm lucky to be there i i got a lot of good players breathing down my neck I, i i hate i hate that i lost some ground there but but kudos to you guys you guys both had good weeks um, my transfer, I said, is uh, has already been made. I uh, Obama Yang out, Sun in. Sure, I hate Sun. The yeah. <laughs> I really don't. I the, hate I hate FPL and what has happened with FPL because of Sun. I, I think what's going to be extremely difficult, and what's it's it always happens when there's a two week break, is that all of the it guys uh become so attractive it's like it you know they it magnifies how attractive they yeah. are each day That's of right. the 15 days that there are now <laughs> until matches again uh but no i mean it's it's exactly what you said i mean looking looking across the thing at matchups i like most of the matchups even if Ty, if tyrick mitchell is my first bench spot it's tyrick mitchell playing at home to brighton not a great matchup but at this point who are you counting on for clean sheets no. Honestly, at this no. point, if you are this week, if you played Alex McCarthy or Kyle Walker Peters, and you are expecting a clean sheet for Southampton against West Brom, I just don't know how you could possibly think that. A tightened up Southampton, yeah, for sure, but there's no way I'm expecting uh, anyone to get a clean sheet here. So, I like the matchups that are out there. Um, no, and I would expand on that point too. Not just like good players are going to are going to come around at some point. But, like, for me, I didn't buy Daniel Potence because I was a, it was a knee-jerk to a guy that I was like, oh, man, he got two assists. It was, no, the guy showed what he had. He has a role. He It's ridiculous, unfortunate, that he gets a shoulder injury that keeps him out last week. 
So that's why, to me, this week, you don't love that he, you know. A you shoulder injury that was a phantom surprise out of nowhere. No one knew about this injury because there's no injury protocol in the league. May I insert that in one more time, please? Mm. Right. So Potence is out. And then even this week, it takes, you know, it takes, oh, look who's spotted in practice uh, on Thursday and then Friday, you know, that he's in a photo, in a team photo. And it's like, oh, okay, well, if he's training, I'll at least let him run back out there. They play Leeds this week. Wolves play Leeds. So you, if you bought Raul Jimenez, yeah, are you mad that you got a zero last week and a two this week? Yeah, of course you are. Are you? Are is everyone gonna dump him ahead of Leeds? Yeah, people are gonna dump him and ahead it, of Leeds and it's a because move. because Callum Wilson did good and because if you don't have Callum Wilson or Calvert Lewin or any of these other guys that are that are cheaper that are scoring, yeah, you're gonna be tempted by them. So that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing for me. I I wanted to. I wouldn't have sold Sun in the first place if not for Orange Triangle. The temptation is going to be I have the money to go from Mitrovic to Kane, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to withhold that. That is ridiculous. Scott, real quick, I did a little dinking and dunking. I could go from Mares and Potence out to Sun and Jorginho in. I don't love Jorginho, and I don't think that I'm not relying him, but he is their penalty taker. Yeah. Out of the three games he sat out the week three against West Brom, but the other three games he has a 12-0 and a 15. Yeah. Like it's so schizophrenic. I, I, the, the, the referees have, have already been given direction to correct a little bit about the handballs. And we did not see nearly the, the handball calls that we but saw you, the you first know who three also weeks. Is coming, no, I'm with you. Chelsea, though, has guys that – I mean, Pulisic is about to come back, and Pulisic is very elusive <laughs> and draws penalties. No, he he. I'm it, just saying, if Jorginho's yeah. still on pens and he's starting, sure, at five one again. Or and you, you reference the yeah. All PK team. Yep. Is that a bad idea? No, maybe not. No, it's not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's my move. I don't know. But it, no, Brian, I, Brian, you would have uh, made that move already. Pulisic is gonna. I mean, if, assuming he is healthy enough, I mean, he he, he got minutes. He got in the game. I mean, then that's that he's going to have now two weeks of more injury management. So, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't see him starting and they play home to Southampton. I mean, again, a tightened up Southampton, but still, it's Southampton. I mean, I just don't see how that's a. I don't see how you're not intrigued by that matchup, especially for Polisic. We have not uh, referenced the FPL America podcast and the leaders in the league, but as we close out this pod, we're going to do that now as we enter into our first international break of the season. Uh, first of all, I want to give credit to Jenka FC. Jenka FC was at the top of the table for a couple of different weeks early on in the season, falling down the table a little bit coming out of game week four. Current top three has one familiar face from previous seasons and a couple of newer faces. Dogfather FC is currently number one. 84 points in game week four. That's a nice. great week. So Dogfather FC, wow. valid number one. A familiar name from the last couple of years, Super Franks 11, is yeah. second overall. Ryan, I fully enjoy going back and forth with you on Facebook. Keep up the great work. And then third place is Crofty, number three. Wow. After 83 points. Look at you, Ryan. In game week. 
You're not a one-year wonder. <laughs> That's your top three in our current league. It's great to have all of you playing in our league. And what by a- the way, we're coming after you because we're having a good start to the season ourselves. One of these weeks, we're going to have to go through the teams that we like of the team names. That's something that we've mentioned that we need to do, but we actually will have to do that at some point. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, next week is an international break. So maybe that'll be the week that we I have do a it. list. That's why there are yeah. so many great team There's names, great team in, names. The, in this league. And we need to talk about the all PK team since PKs are still somewhat of a relevant topic for the start of this season. So maybe that's a teaser for something we can do next week uh, while we are waiting for more matches. Uh, in the meantime, even though it is coming into an international break, obviously we've got this episode that you're listening to. We're still going to be active on Facebook, on Twitter on Instagram, and on Patreon. Uh, so so look for FPL America and FPL America Podcast and all those different places, and you will find us, yeah. and you will continue to get content from us. Support us on Patreon. I'm wearing a T-shirt that I got my senior year of high school. Wow. Yeah. How is that even possible? I feel like we could do a giveaway of Brian's vintage tees. If I just, He'll never get rid of them. That's I know. the problem. If I His can, wife would love that. Yeah. If I can just get one T-shirt out of doing this, I'll be a happy sure. guy. Hey, uh, look, my last thing that I'll say, uh, Ryan, uh, Mini League Ryan, I see you uh, with Sun on your bench with 18, sandwiched in between Dunn from Burnley and then Ferguson from Crystal Palace. That had to hurt almost as bad as me not getting Callum Wilson's 16 in. Hey, for the FBL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.